At just 56 years old, our guest today had a major blockage in both of his coronary arteries. After receiving a test that put him at a huge risk for a heart attack, he was on the gurney ready to go into major surgery, and something happened that would change his life forever. Years later, today, he's thriving and living a very active lifestyle, despite his family's history of heart disease. Today's guest is Paul Chatlin from the Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group, and this is Lean Green Dad Radio. Let's go. everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here. If this is your first time listening to us, then welcome. Hope you are having a great, great week. Now, as you know, we are having a wonderful guest on the show. In fact, that's what we do every week here, right here at Lean Green Dad Radio. But today is a special episode because we're having a personal story of someone who was dealing with major heart disease and decided to change their life through diet. We'll talk about that in a second. But hey, if it's your first time listening to the show, then welcome. And uh, thanks for spending the time to download, listen in, however you're listening. We really appreciate it. Now, uh, who am I? Who is this guy? Well, my name is Corey. I am a husband, a father of three crazy kids, and a plant-based athlete. And each week I get to talk to some of the most inspiring folks that I can find to help me stay motivated to stay fit eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. You know, for me, finding time to work out, make healthy, quick meals for my family, and spend quality time together, well, that can be really hard when we overschedule ourselves. So my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these amazing folks that you'll take away some quick tips or inspiration that can keep you and your family going strong. Now, I mentioned a little bit about today's guest, but before we get into that, I want to say thank you to a couple of my partners slash sponsors. The first one is Culture City. If you haven't heard of Culture City, go check them out. It's culture with a K, culturecity.org. They are an organization that not only spreads awareness for those families living with autism, but also acceptance. So folks like me who might not be directly impacted by autism... Uh, help them understand and learn more about these, what these families go through and what these young children go through living with autism in hopes that there can be a worldwide acceptance for this disability. This is something that people go through in huge numbers and it's something that we all need to be more aware of. So let's start forgetting about making it a disability and make it more like a superpower and let's be more aware and accepting of these. So uh, visit them online. Again, culturecity.org, amazing organization. Proud to be associated with them. And also, uh, we have to say thank you to Smart Fitness. GoSmartFitness.com is the website. Andrew Noble is my friend that runs Smart Fitness. They're located here in Central Florida, and they focus on a slow style of workout that really is wonderful for recovery, but also to build muscle and to stay fit and lean. Uh, GoSmartFitness.com. Go check them out. Wonderful place and a huge supporter of the show. So, 
you know, I'm going to stop right there, folks. This guy is amazing. His name is Paul. Like I said, we're going to talk to him about uh, everything that he's got going on, including his personal story, how he saved his own life by making this major switch, and so much more. I am excited to have him on, so let's get right into the interview. Again, it is Paul Chatlin on Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey from Lean Green Dad, and today we are talking to Paul Chatlin from PBNSG. Now, what does PBNSG stand for? Well, they are the Plant-Based Nutrition Support Group. It's a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and they're dedicated to evidence-based education and advocacy for a plant-based whole food lifestyle. And that lifestyle in itself can help to prevent and possibly reverse many chronic diseases to achieve optimal health. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you for having me, Corey. I've been excited about it since you invited me. Uh, Well, I know we had a chance to meet back at the Engine 2 event, the uh, Two Forks event, I think it was, over at uh, the Esselstyn Farm, the Esselstyn Ranch, and it was a a wonderful uh, event. Boy, did I have fun. That that was, I mean, unlike anything I've ever seen. How about about you? You know, I I, I had um, the Esselstyns brought in pizza, for the first time in almost three years, I was sitting there like like a ravaged dog. I was just sitting there eating my pizza because I hadn't had it in three years. It tasted so good. And they literally opened up their hearts and their homes to us. And I, like you, I just had such a great time. And the only thing like I didn't really enjoy was it was the first time in, in 17 years I couldn't sleep next to my wife or close to her. You know, I was in the, the Zen Center, so we had separate beds, which was kind of cute. Uh, I was the same. But, I was in the same place. I was in the exact yeah. the the meditation retreat. Yeah, it's it's yeah, very so. and yeah, guys listening to the show like it is very close to the Esselstyn Farm. So we we stayed there just because it was like within walking distance. But yeah, you could hear a pin drop in that place. Yeah, and you felt guilty if you were whispering loud. I know it's true. <laughs> you felt guilty going to the bathroom. You leave the yeah. you have to leave the room to go to the bathroom. But hey, it was it was peaceful. I'll give them that. It was definitely peaceful. Yeah, it was it was different, you know. It was just it was different, but it was a, it was a true joy to be at their house with their friends, and we met so many great people. And it was, uh, you know, I, as I told them, I said, I hope they invite me again. Yes, yes. Well, let's get down to it here. Um, I am so fascinated when I heard about the PBNSG. I, I was just blown away that there's an actual support group for people who want to start a plant based lifestyle or even learn more. Um, you know, but this all comes from your personal story to take me back to, you know, 56 years old, three blocks, coronary arteries, walk us through the story. Give us, give us a little bit of your background on how you started this thing. All right. Well, the story is really starting when I was a young, very young teenager. You see my, we had a very close family. My dad had three brothers and all four of them in their fifties needed bypass surgery. Oh. Now, now these are the people that I admired, I looked up to, you know, they were the closest family I had. And one of them never made it. Two of them were never the same. And my dad, who, you know, cried for the first time I ever saw him in my life for three straight days. 
So really, I mean, even though I was maybe 12 or 13, I couldn't really put it all together. I have a memory of that. And now I could bring it back at, um, you know, I, I, I was a guy who used to work and with the hope that when he got into his 50s, maybe he could take a step back. And at 55 years old, uh, I was telling my wife a few months prior to any type of uh, heart disease issues that I thought it was getting close to the time we could take a step back together. It was about three months later, I started waking up with like severe angina. And, you know, for anybody who's ever experienced it, it is truly like they say, like an elephant on your chest. I am an athlete at heart. Uh, I was a competitive tennis player at the time. And I started having to do timeouts while I'm playing singles. I mean, you, you can't do that. And, you know, it was one of those things where literally I could not walk 100 feet without making multiple stops. So being a kind of a silly man, I decided to go to my doctor without involving anybody in my family because I kept thinking, well, I'll just do something different. I'll, I'll figure this out. So I went and started doing the ultrasounds and the angio, you know, all the different tests that they may have. And at the local hospital here, they were talking about some scarcidosis of the heart. They were talking about a possible heart replacement. And that really started to scare me because they hadn't figured out what the problem was, but they noticed that I had a left bundle block. They noticed that I had an enlarged heart leaky valves, but they couldn't figure out what the problem was. Right. So I finally decided I've got to share this with my wife. And after she kind of gave me a thunk on the head for not sharing it, mm. she talked to somebody at work and it just happened that they knew somebody at the Cleveland Clinic they made a call, and I was able to get into the Cleveland Clinic to get a second opinion in about a three-week period. Generally, it could take a year to get in. Of course. So I then, so to me, getting in as early as I did was kind of a miracle. And then um, the day I got there, they have probably like 500 to 1,000 cardiologists there, and they happened to assign me Mason Hanna. And Dr. Hanna's mentor was Caldwell Esselstyn. So what was the chance of, if, it, if they would have assigned me to any other doctor, you and I wouldn't be talking. You know, so basically I go through the heart catheter, which is really the only way to know exactly what's going on. And you know how they do it. They, they kind of prep you for bypass surgery in case they need it. So here I am, it's about 9.30 at night. And I my doctor says, yep, I found that you have 100% block on your right artery. And two, it's 65%. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, just, you know, I was now reflecting back to my dad and my uncles. And I kept just saying to myself, please just wake up, you know, because I thought I was, they were prepping me for bypass surgery. But it, it, so I'm on this gurney. I don't know where, you know, I'm just on the gurney. I'm thinking they're going to wheel me in for the surgery. And he looks at me and he says, would you consider a nutrition change instead of bypass surgery? And I thought, well, I'll do anything because I have three sons myself and this has to stop. You know, I, I, I don't want them to go through what I went through. And I said, you know, let's look, I, I didn't know Caldwell Esselstyn. I didn't, I had never heard of plant-based nutrition, but what I did know is I would be willing to try anything to stop this family history of heart disease. So basically he calls up uh, Caldwell Esselstyn 930 at night and he says, hi, uh, Essie, this is Mason. I got somebody I want you to talk to. And he hands me the phone. And here I am on a gurney, 930 at night, Cleveland Clinic. And I'm talking to Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. He just says, hey, Paul, 
go on home. I'll talk to you in the morning. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. So I'm like, okay. So I live in Michigan. So it was a three and a half hour drive. So my, I, I couldn't drive because I had the heart catheter. My wife gets in the car. She, she, you know, takes me home. And the next morning at eight o'clock, he didn't realize I didn't get home till like three, but at eight o'clock in the morning, he's calling me and he says, I want you to get the book. I want you to read it in the next two days and give me a call back. So I did that. And in that two day period, I took every single thing I had in my house that was not whole food, wasn't fruits, vegetable, beans, or whole grains. And I gave it away to charity. And that day I became whole food plant-based. And I've been that way for, uh, you know, it's you know almost three, three years and three and a half years now. So Unbelievable. Uh, congratulations. That, was, that what a what a story. That is an incredible well, story. It was I was it was three miracles, you know, and I'm very lucky and blessed. But you know, Corey, the, the thing was at that time of my life, I still had a really in, a, an enlarged heart and leaky valve. So for the next six months, not only was I transitioning into whole food plant-based, but they put me on serious bed rest. And you know, I've I've always been like really active as a person and to spend 18 hour days laying in bed was just misery. I just, I was so miserable, but um, that was the only way they could start shrinking the heart, which would allow the valves not to work as hard. Um, it gave me a chance to do some cooking so I could learn how to cook some meals. And, you know, it, it allowed me to start the whole, you know, plant-based uh, uh, changeover. So I've been a very lucky person. And I thought, what I wanted to do is when I was on that gurney, and I think all of us have done this before, where you make a, a promise to God. I have to tell you, I've probably made hundreds and I probably kept very few. But this was one I wanted desperately to keep. And I thought to myself, okay, now that I'm healing up, what am I going to give back? Well, I went to a cooking class at the Esselstyn's house and uh, there was a little charge for that. So I put that into Blue Cross Blue Shield and they denied me. And I said, well, that's my fight. That's my calling. I'm going to go fight Blue Cross Blue Shield, and I'm going to get them to give me a, a code, coding, so people in the future could learn about it and get reimbursed. Sure, preventative then, medicine, you know, yeah. preventative. Yeah. So we, we spent the next three months going every level at Blue Cross Blue Shield. And when we got to the final and seventh uh, level, they, of course, denied me and said that the only way that would happen is I have to work with the legislature to get a change to get that pay code. So I realized I was just not, you know, I just one guy. So I'm, I'm just, I'm not going to fight that fight. And um, I thought, okay, well then maybe what I'll do is I'll just help 20 people a month at my house transition. Because for those six months, I, 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 I didn't know of anybody. And there were moments, Corey, where I would look out the window going, is this the rest of my life? Like I'm an island out here. I know of nobody who's whole food plant-based. Is this how it's going to be? And I thought, well, we need to, have other like-minded people maybe within a you know 50 mile radius know that I exist and I could share with them all the things that I learned. So we had a 20, I put a little $20 ad in the paper and said, if anybody wants to consider a different type of lifestyle that could help reverse heart disease, type two diabetes, and is the best weight loss program known to man, I said, I'm inviting the first 20 people to my house. And we got 20 people and it was a wonderful, wonderful uh, you know, evening and I showed him my pantry and my food, what, how I made things. And I, somebody said, you know, you need to share that with more people. So that's kind of where PBNSG started. It was me saying, okay, I'm going to have to find a doctor who understands the whole food plant-based 
world. I went to the three major hospitals, asked if they knew any, you know, uh, holistic cardiologists or doctors. And uh, Dr. Joel Kahn's name came up with each one of them. And I decided, well, I'll meet him. Uh, in meeting him for the very first time, we seemed to hit it off nicely. I could tell that he understood it. He was passionate. I didn't really know Joel Kahn. I just could tell he cared a lot about it. And uh, I said, hey, let's do this together. He agreed to. And we set our first meeting in February. It'll be three years this coming February. And in that first meeting, we had 123 people. We were shocked. We thought maybe we'd have 20 or 30 or 40. And every month it keeps growing and growing. And, you know, fast forward till today, we're getting close to 2,900 members. So that's that's kind of how we started PBMSG. Hmm. Well, congratulations. What a story. It's absolutely incredible. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the, the overnight switch versus the gradual switch. Um, you know, I feel like when there is something that is affecting you as, as strongly as heart disease, uh, it's a very acute type of illness, pain, uh, issue, whatever you want to call it, but it's very acute and it's happening right there and it's a life or death situation. But there might be some other people, you know, through like the Meatless Mondays type of thing or um, they, they know that they're eating a little bit too much meat and they, they kind of want to transition or they're not really sure how, um, but, but they're not necessarily suffering from any acute issues. What, have you found that there's, there's both people and, and when you do find both of those personalities, people that can switch overnight versus people that are gradual, how do you handle each one separately? You know, that's a great question. And it's, you know, it's, it's interesting because we have all types of people within, you know, our membership and, you know, some people who, you know, you either have a situation where you've had the stents, you've had bypass surgery and you don't want to have it again. Or, uh, you, you, like me, you were lucky enough that you had a choice before you had to have surgery. And then in some cases, it's like you learn about this, you know, it's the right thing to do and you make changes. Now, you know, I, I would say to you, think about people who go, I always give the analogy of, you know, you're at a pool, you know, the water is a little cold. There are some people who just jump in and there's some people who put their feet, their toe in, then their leg, then their arm, you know, they, they ease into it. You know, what I tell people is, listen, at the end, you're going to see incredible benefits from whole food plant-based. So, for example, I'll use my what I went through. I weighed 226 pounds at my biggest. I was a power lifter. And, you know, even though I got really sick for a while, I was down to 156 pounds. Over the last oh, two years, by eating, you know, a little bit more and working out a heck of a lot more, I've been able to get up to about 185, but keep it at that at that amount. At, at the end, we all want to feel healthier. And, you know, even though I kind of want to see people like just say, let's do it overnight. The fact is, is that if my my, my sons, two out of three of them are kind of are vegan now. And this didn't happen overnight. This happened when they took out chicken, then they took out fish, then the meat, then the dairy. It was a gradual and they're not even yet to see the full benefits of it, but already they're telling me how healthy they feel, how more alert they are, how they've lost some weight, and then just the ethics of the whole thing. You know, we're all, uh, Chatlins are, are dog lovers. So just from an ethics standpoint, how can you love your dog and cat and then eat a cow? It just doesn't make sense. 
and, and again, uh, the, the benefits to the environment is incredible if we could cut down on some of the abuse that we're doing. So um, to answer your question is, I think there's room for a lot of different varieties. I would say that if you if you've already had it, let's not kid ourselves. You will have it again if you don't watch yourself. But I really want to try to get people who understand that, listen, if today it's a progressive disease, type 2 diabetes is, you don't get obese overnight. It takes you, you earn that. And, and the same with the heart disease. So I understand that if you're, if you're still okay, you've had no occurrences of anything bad, then you know what, maybe you could slowly take yourself back to a better whole food plant-based diet over time. But at the end, until you go perfectly whole food plant-based and get rid of the oils, you're not going to see the benefits. I will share with you this much. I don't think I've said this to many people. I lived in the 70s and I was uh, in a crowd of people who enjoyed every minute of the 70s and everything everyone knows what, what, what went with that from a pill standpoint. And I will share with you that the greatest speed I've ever been on is called whole food plant-based. Every day I wake up, I feel energized and I go strong and hard until I just say, that's it for the day. And probably the best thing is I could work out every day. I mean, I used to have to take a day off in between workouts because I felt so exhausted and so sore. That is not the case. I work out harder today and could turn it around the next day. So I could see where marathon runners, you know, weightlifters, any sport would want to be a whole food plant-based. I, I have to second that. I mean, same thing with me, whether it was my triathlon training or, you know, now I'm doing a lot of weightlifting myself. I mean, I've, I put on about 15 pounds of muscle in the last, I don't know, three months or so. And I think we talked about that when, when I saw you briefly at Engine 2. But um, yeah, it, it feels good. You're right. It does. Now, I don't know about that soreness thing because I'm, I'm changing up my routine all the time. So it's that muscle confusion thing to, you know, stimulate growth. And it's, <laughs> I got to take a day every now and then because holy cow, when you're working out like that, it's just brutal. But, um, uh, I, I want to talk about the caring for animals. You mentioned your, your dogs and, uh, the Chatlins being dog lovers, of course, you know, it's one thing for people to understand why you're making a switch for health reasons, but I, I tend to get asked, you know, is it, is it really about the food or is it an animal thing? Like, what is it for you? And it was it was Dr. Doug that talked to us about how to handle these conversations with folks that want to learn more about, you know, the vegan lifestyle or the whole food plant-based lifestyle. And how do you handle those questions? When when you get a question, is it about the food or is it about the animals? How do you navigate those waters? Well, I mean, for me, it was about the food only because I was in such bad health. You know, I mean, I was I was really sick. But, you know, I, at the core, I'm probably more of a whole food person, plant-based, than I am a, like a vegan, you know. But, I, again, I, I love dogs. I love I, I love my dog. I mean, she's a great dog. And and I just intellectually, I can't. By the way, if you've ever had a chance, go up to a cow or a goat and pet it. Do you realize that they love your touch just like your dog does? Right. It's true. <laughs> you know, I mean, so I'm just saying I, I kind of realize that. And I, I keep thinking, well, geez, I mean, again, I think I mentioned to you that us humans, you know, we're very selfish. And we won't, we don't care, not enough of us care about the cows and the, everything else, you know, the, the, the pigs, everything else. They don't care. 
So what you have to do to make a difference is you have to appeal to the humans. And you do that by all the science and all the education we give them. And then you start healing them. And then by default, the beneficiaries are the animals and the environment. That is why, you know, while people know about PETA organizations, you know, that's probably why they haven't grown and, and gotten bigger is that by themselves, it just isn't enough. So I say we go after it a little bit differently. Let's get that out to mainstream whole food plant-based and have the animals and the environment benefit because we're starting to realize that this is the way we should have been eating all along. It's true. It's true. And I love that answer. I love the way that you navigate that conversation. I think that it's perfect. So way to go. Thank you. Um, so you said three of the sons, uh, two of them have kind of embraced the lifestyle fully, but it's been a transition for them. What's going on with that last son? Well, he, uh, he's a power lifter and <laughs> he, he's a big boy and he just, you know, he, he, he just would rather eat the meats and, and use that for protein. Um, you know, Hey, we're going to work him. We're going to, we're going to work on him, you know, but, uh, right now he thinks that the way he, and, and you know, here's the other thing too, is that. He looks at it like, okay, he's in his early 30s. He's good for 17. He keeps telling me, I'm good for at least 17 to 20 years. So we'll talk again in 10 years. <laughs> so that's just his approach. And, and you know, listen, I, I don't have boys anymore, even though they're my kids. These are men. And all I could do is sit them down. They've seen what happened to me. I could just continually flow information to them, appeal to them. And by the way, the day I got heart disease, I invoked a, they live in town close by. So every Thursday night we have them over for dinner and it's always a whole food plant-based meal. So they get to enjoy it and they enjoy most of the meals. So it's going to happen. Just, it may take him a little bit longer, but he's, he's the more stubborn of the three. And that's okay. You know, it's a process, so it's all right. You'll get him there. I think the, the key is not to make him feel bad about it, you know? Yeah, we just, you know, I mean, again, he saw it firsthand. It's funny. He was the one who was touched the most when I got sick. And, you know, I, I don't want to say I'm closer to one or the other, but he's kind of special to me. And yet he's the one who's held back making the switch. So it, you're right. It's going to just take time. Some people do it quicker than others. That's all. And that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. You're, you're absolutely right. It is okay. Um. Okay. So... Tell me about the events that go on and how you guys operate uh, PBNSG because I know that you have some celebrities coming in every now and then. You've got uh, big names, just big names coming in all the time to speak to people. So how does that work? How do the events happen? Well, uh, you, you know, I, I, I think um, I think it's important that if you do something, you, you do it with all the right reasons. And we did because we were sending a health message. And I also knew that you know, there just weren't that many local holistic cardiologists or general practitioners here in Detroit. You know, today, I know of three, that's, or maybe four, four, and that's it. So how is I going to have anything going on with just four people in a revolving circle coming to PBNSG? So it all started, believe it or not, with me contacting Whole Foods, and uh, they wanted to do something because we started to get, you know, a little bit of a name because we had, you know, a couple hundred members at that time. And they said, would you like to join us? We're going to bring Rip Esselstyn. He'd like to talk to your group. So sure enough, we had Rip Esselstyn out. And, uh, you know, we, we drew hundreds of people. And the way it usually works is we will fly him in the day before. 
and we'll put them up at a beautiful, I got a, a very good price at the nicest hotel in Detroit. So they, I think that the people who work at that hotel tuck you in. That's how nice this place is. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was cute because when the Esselstyns were here, Ann Esselstyn walked out and said, Paul, this is the nicest hotel I've ever been at. <laughs> like that. And I was, it made me feel good. You know, I just, it was nice. So we, we bring them into town, we give them a safe, good place to stay. And then one requirement uh, that we have is, you know, we've been doing lunch and learns at all the universities in town. So we do lunch and learns at University of Michigan, at Wayne State University, and at Michigan State University. So I asked the speakers to come in the night before because the next morning we go and have them talk to the students. And after that, we usually do a dinner in their honor. In fact, we had just hosted, I think might have been one of the biggest plant-based dinners ever we uh, were fortunate enough to be asked to be on the pre-release of Eating You Alive. So we decided to have a dinner right at the school at cafeteria. We had 160 people. We had to turn away 60 people. And uh, it was all plant-based. It was done by Amber Papore. She owns two restaurants in town. They're both uh, vegan restaurants, but she certainly is an expert in whole food plant-based. And she made some of the best lentil loaf I've ever had. So kudos to her again. That was wonderful. But um, so, so basically, we'll have a dinner in their honor. They come, they speak for you know, an hour and a half, do Q&A after. They can sell their books or, or videos or whatever they have after. The next morning, depending on the time, we'll take them to another university to talk to the students. Because let's be honest. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the future. It's not about today. It's about what we're going to be able to do in the future. So I am lucky enough that we have gotten into three medical universities, and they're willing to listen to us. So we get anywhere from 30 to 100, maybe 200 people to listen to these people, greats. And what makes me so happy is that they're going to remember what whole food plant-based does, and they're going to share it with their patients before pills and procedures. Absolutely. Hmm. What, what's your, uh, what's your go-to meal, Paul? What's your thing that you go to when you're, when you're well, just slammed and you don't have enough time? <laughs> well, Corey, I've become, that's why I was sharing with you about the joy of having pizza at the Esselstyn's because, you know, I went from a guy who wanted to kind of take a step back and be semi-retired to, for the last three years, I've been really working about 80 hours plus every week, every, every day, every week. And it's a cute, you know, I've gotten a chance to meet so many of the greats. And one day I was sitting there, I was driving uh, Michael Greger home and he, I said, gosh, Dr. Greger, I thought I was the hardest working guy. You, You work harder. He says, I asked him, I said, well, what do you do on vacation? Work. Well, what do you do when, you know, how many hours of sleep? Four hours of sleep. I and mean, he kept on just saying how much he works. And I said, well, I I, am, I emulate you. So my my meals went from when I was sick, kind of elaborate. I, I got all the cookbooks and I was following it and I was kind of enjoying a few meals. But now, here, I'll share with you what I eat. And I've had the same three meals for over a year now. Oh, my gosh. I know, I know. I, it's 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 somewhat amazing, and then it's pathetic at the same time. But my my breakfast is never. I love my breakfast. I have a big bowl of oatmeal. Choose any oatmeal you want, and then I put in all the fruits that you love. You know, for me, it's bananas, strawberries, and uh, blueberries, and some raisins. And then I find a, a combination of cinnamon spice, apple pie spice pumpkin spice and nutmeg i kind of put it all together and uh i tell you i feel like i'm having dessert every single day that's a great way to start my day for lunch 
I take arugula with kale, mix it with spinach, huge, huge bowl of it with a side of beans. So I'll get like two cans of beans. I'll make sure to really wash them off. And uh, I'll have that every single day for lunch. And then at dinner, and it turns out I'm pretty much more of a raw person than anything, but I take, I don't know, four or five different types of onions, two different peppers with corn, carrots, celery, cucumbers, tomatoes, uh, radishes, you know, a whole bunch of vegetables. I cut it up in little small pieces and I add one cup of uh, whole grain noodles with it and a couple, maybe a tablespoon of Bragg's amino, mush it around and I've had that same dinner for almost a year straight. And I've realized something, which is, you know, I just, I don't care as much about food. I was a foodie before I got sick. I was that guy who would travel all over the city to say, if someone said they had the best pizza, they knew they're going to see me sooner or later. If they said they had the best steak, they're going to see me. I love my food, but life throws you a bunch of curveballs and changes. And today I just know I need to eat. So I have to eat, but I don't love it like I used to. And, you know, I love everything else but the food. So, you know, think about it. I love, you know, being out walking with the dog. I like, you know, working in my garden. I like being with my friends. I like doing other things. But the food, you know, is, is you know, it's just not as important as it used to be. I hear you. See, I and and I have to clarify for the audience what we mean by pizza at the Esselstyn Ranch. So, when when you get pizza, it is still plant-based pizza. I was blown away by the pizza because it had sweet potatoes on it. Yes. Did you try that piece? You know what? I was I, I don't know if you noticed, but I was growling like a dog. <laughs> if anyone touched my the you know, and they had like ten boxes. I actually sat next to all ten of them and I was wondering can I finish at least two boxes of pizza? Because it had been three years. Oh my gosh. But 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 you're right. It was the whole the the, the whole wheat you know uh, base for the bread. Right. And then it was, you know, vegetables, but it, oh, did, did it not taste fantastic? It was. It was amazing. You know, it was so good that my wife and I actually went and found the place that they ordered it from, and we went there the night after everything was all over. I think it was Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, wow. Well they, well, they delivered a mission. And they were wonderful. You know, they had no idea who the Esselstons were. No idea. Wow. The whole pizzeria. So we talked to the owner, and they now know who they are. <laughs> so I hope they weren't trying to keep their identity a secret there, but uh, <laughs> it uh, it definitely was one of those things where we had to let them know how great their pizza was and how considerate they were for having a you know a plant based pizza there. And the owner was just like, "Of course we do. You know, we want everybody to be welcome here." So that was really cool. That's nice to hear. I didn't know that, but uh, yeah. Next time, please look. If we, if we go back, you and I, I want to see if they're delivered to Michigan because. That was really tasty. <laughs> Michigan from New York to Michigan. That's yeah, that's <laughs> quite a ways. I, I, they might have to freeze it and put it in a box, but hey, you'll take it. That's right. <laughs> well, okay. You know, our episodes are super short, so we're going to bring it to a slow close here. But I want to make sure that everybody follows you and gets involved. So if people are passionate about their plant-based diets and they want to learn more or they want to pass it on, spread the word to people that might be curious and want to learn more, where can we find more information about PBNSG? Everything that we're doing, minus two, and I'll share them very quickly with you. Um, you could go to our website, which is www.pbnsg. So, you know, pbnsg.org. And you will see 
you know, our events, our activities. The only thing we haven't put out there yet are uh, really three things. We just finished, and we're going to probably put it on the website soon. Um, I did a diary for three years on how to start a plant-based nutrition support group. It's completed. It's it, Final edits are going on right now, and it should be on the website soon. So anybody in the world could, you know, could look at what, uh, how I started the group and follow it. And trust me, when I did it, I'd never done anything like it before, and I made a bunch of mistakes along the way. And I just, I don't want anybody to repeat it. But it's going to give people a lot of opportunities to, to you know, to think about how they want to personalize it, and they could take everything I've done and copy it if they want. So it'll make it a lot easier nationwide, worldwide, if people want to start a support groups. That's number one. Number two is we've just completed a comprehensive 30 hours of medical course material. I know that's pretty amazing. Um, we are uh, in final edits with that. That was done by 12 to 14 first and second year medical students. Now, here's a beautiful thing. We asked Dr. Greger, Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Furman, and Dr. Bernard to do all the final reviews, and uh, they have agreed to do it, and they have just sent it back to us a couple weeks ago, and we're doing final cleanup, so that is going to be uh, available. We sent the very first copy to Wayne State University, and they love it. So it is our hope that we are going to be able to offer it worldwide. So that way universities don't have to worry about brand new big curriculums, which take years to develop and years to like sell. We're going to just give them enough information in the seven systems that they could just add it to their current curriculum, thus getting it to them quicker. Uh, so that's number two. And the last thing is we're working with a very big company doing lunch and learns with the hope that if they are going to sponsor us, I think that could be the paradigm change because when a huge, big Fortune 10 type company is willing to take on your belief, the whole world will hear about it and want to emulate it. And I really had thought that the medical course material would be that moment, but if this big company decides to partner and, and join with us and allow us to help them be healthier, then you'll hear about it probably in the next two, three months. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to push it out there, get the word out there. And what you're doing for medical students in the medical industry is just huge. So keep up the great work, my friend. I cannot wait to share your stuff. Of course, everybody listening, you can find all of the links that we've mentioned, including a link to the Facebook and the other social media accounts for PBNSG by visiting our website, leangreendad.com, where we will have this interview posted. And of course, all of the links and everything that we talked about as well. So, Paul, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and uh, keep up the great work. Well, you're a friend and a buddy, and I was honored. And if you ever want to talk again, call me anytime. Thank you so much. Hey, guys, what's up? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. But hey, don't let your experience end here. Visit us online at leangreendad.com. There you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and also YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, of course. But even more fun, head to the homepage of our website and you can sign up to receive a free three-part grocery shopping series. I hop in Whole Foods and show you all the different foods that I get to keep my family going strong. In addition to little downloads that you can take with you, little cheat sheets, if you will, to keep in the store. So... Until next time, my friends, thank you so much for listening and keep going that extra mile for your family. We'll see you next week.